0: This is Mindset for Success with your host Dr. Leslie Knutsen. Each week she will interview women entrepreneurs to explore the unconscious psychological struggles they faced as they build their businesses and how they overcame them. Here's your host, Leslie Knutsen.
1: Hi Brad. I'm so excited to have you today on my podcast. I'm going to introduce you um, to our listeners. Britt is a Harvard Business School graduate, expert investor, money mindset coach, and founder of a business on um, money management. She is on a mission to serve those who have traditionally been left out of the financial world. Brit heals her clients' stories around money and simplifies finance with her signature step-by-step process. She makes saving fun and getting out of debt possible for women from all backgrounds. So welcome, Brit, to the podcast.
2: Thank you so much. It's so good to be here.
1: Brit, as you know, it takes a lot to be a successful female entrepreneur. And business acumen is key, but we rarely talk about the psychological challenges that women often face to achieve that success. I refer to these as those negative and sometimes persistent thoughts that create doubt, undermine success, and can destroy self-confidence, risk-taking, and decision-making, and overall happiness and satisfaction in life. To, to begin, I wanted to ask you to tell us a little bit about your journey to become an in- entrepreneur. Why why did you want to study international health as an undergraduate, and what did you do afterwards?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so why did I study international health? That's a great question. Uh, I would say, you know, given that I didn't go into international health, I really chose it because I've always cared about health and just being... Um, I believe that when people feel good in their bodies, that anything is possible. And so it's really this driven by this core belief of wanting endless possibilities for people. And we'll get into that later with Dow Jones and the reason for starting that as well. But with international health, it was this idea of you know health is one of those, the cornerstones, cornerstones or foundations of people living the lives that they want to live. So that was the intention behind studying it mm-hmm. in undergrad. Um, but I ended up not going into that at all. I, um, after college, had a job, uh, had a job opportunity working in management consulting out in San Francisco. And Mm -hmm. before I accepted that job offer, I decided to spend a few months biking across New Zealand working on organic farms. And I would say Mm -hmm. this example of, you know, having this job offer lined up, but choosing to go this alternative path is a good way of encapsulating what I'm all about, which is this, you know, this drive to improve people's lives and, you know, be a professional, but also this sense of adventure and wildness. Mm-hmm. And I did, I did the same thing when I graduated from Harvard Business School, actually spent my first summer working for Backroads, and outdoor travel company, mm-hmm. leading families on vacations in the Yellowstone mm-hmm. and Tetons before, before really jumpstarting my life in the business world. hmm.
1: And what's important to you about doing that? what 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 is it what's the benefit? Where does it get you, sort of in terms of thinking about work and who you are and what you want to do?
2: yeah, yeah. um that that balance feels really important to me of both working hard and then infusing fun and play into our lives. I guess I have this mentality of life is short. Um, mm-hmm. I grew up with, parents who um, had a similar attitude of of work hard, play hard, they would take us out of school and take us on vacation, or um, Mm -hmm. they both worked for themselves. And so there was a lot of time to just play (laughs) together Mm -hmm. as a family. Mm -hmm. And so that's been a really important value of mine throughout my life.
1: You you talk about working in a management consulting firm. um, And of course, you could have gone back to corporate after Harvard Business School, but you didn't. So I can imagine that not having a clear path, maybe, maybe not, uh, may have had some risk for you. Yeah, you know, this, I
2: did want to acknowledge this. um, And this is probably a great place to do it is that I have uh, lived a really privileged life. Um, Of course, I've faced hard times. But as a cisgender white woman with access to resources, my life has been quite privileged. And so Mm -hmm. that moment of you know, is this risky to not have a job lined up? I just believed that I would find something and it would be mm-hmm. okay. And I had savings to fall back on in the meantime. And so that I just want to acknowledge is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, not what everyone is coming from. And I try to use that platform to increase the education and access to possibilities for other people who might not have had the same privilege growing up.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So is that what you're saying is too, is that risk for you felt manageable because you knew that you had uh, support
2: yeah, I believed in my ability to to network and find a job. So I, mm-hmm. yeah, I technically left Harvard Business School with a, you know, a job that was paying me five dollars mm-hmm. an hour, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but believed that I would, you know, meet people as soon as I moved out to the Bay Area and find a job, and that's exactly what I did within a month of moving out there.
1: So I can imagine some of the reason in terms of feeling like recognizing acknowledging that you come from a privileged background is also part of why helping women is important to you.
2: Exactly. Yeah. There's. Um, it's especially important for yeah helping women who aren't just like me. Um, women have been disadvantaged in the financial industry for entirety. I mean, we didn't have access to credit on our own or um, bank accounts on our own until the 70s. And so we're catching up and there's a lot, you know, women are just left out of financial conversations these days. Mm -hmm. a space where women can talk about money freely and without shame and with support felt Mm -hmm. uh, just like what we, what we needed to actually get on equal ground.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How was it to work in corporate for you in terms of that sensitivity towards women and women's opportunities or the opaqueness of the, of the of the banking system,
2: yeah. Uh, when I worked in consulting, I w- felt really lucky in that I had incredible women managers who were in mm-hmm. leadership. So they were partners at the consulting firm. They were managers on their way to becoming partners, and that felt critical for me to see to see examples of people in my shoes. Um, you know. Ahead of me, for example. Line, yeah. and I'll acknowledge that they were also cisgender white women. So there mm-hmm. is, you know, there was not a lot of diversity in management consulting, especially at our small boutique firm. So um it helps it helps to have role models and mentors
1: who look like you ahead of you mm-hmm. for sure, for sure. Um, tell me about having um the imposter syndrome. I think we talked a little bit about that before that, Sometimes that's something that kind of hangs over you. Yeah, yeah. Way.
2: And it's and I I will say that it it hangs over me in different phases of my cycle. I don't know how much you're getting into this in conversations with women, right. but um, I I track my cycle quite closely, and during my luteal phase is where I really suffer from the imposter syndrome. I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not good enough to be doing this, or I don't have enough structure in my life, or I should be more organized, or um, you know, why would anyone want to promote us? Like, should I, who should I be reaching out to? Who do I deserve to reach out to? Um, mm-hmm. and what helps is having a business partner actually, so that, you know, we can balance each other out and mm-hmm. shoot big, even if we, you know, don't believe in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's something that, yeah, I try to keep at bay by, um, but also this is something I've practice is is doing the things that I am good at so Mm -hmm. you know one of my skills is just is getting things done and getting things across the finish line Mm -hmm. whereas my business Mm -hmm. partner brings a lot of the structure and so Mm -hmm. just you know Mm -hmm. letting her own the structure piece
1: of it and then I'll finish the execution piece has worked well so it sounds also like getting stuff over the finish line is something you're good at and also kind of drives you absolutely and where does that come from how how did you figure out how to do that? I mean, it was probably natural, but tell me yeah. a little bit about where that came from.
2: Uh, it's probably a mix of um, the work ethic that I saw in my mom. Um, there's mm-hmm. never a moment where she is not working. She
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she works
2: all the time, and when she's not working, she is shoveling snow off of our back deck. It's just mm-hmm. it's there you go. There it's go. nonstop. And so that was emulated to me, just like the value of hard work. Um, mm-hmm. And then it was also rewarded in me. I you know grew up in a family where academic success was, you know, you you were mm-hmm. um, congratulated for your a in school. And so I learned mm-hmm. um, just the how good it felt to be, you know acknowledged and mm-hmm. uh, rewarded for mm-hmm. achievement. And so it was um,
1: yeah, probably a mix of nature and nurture. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Do you ever find yourself concerned about making decisions or taking risks? Is it ever hard for you to kind of get to a place to decide to do something kind of maybe a little bit difficult or beyond your comfort zone?
2: Yeah, and I would say this comes, you know, speaking of financials, the, the hardest, especially in starting the business, we bootstrapped this business. Um, you know, we're, we only invested money that we made in the business, in the business. And so Mm -hmm. we're working with a limited amount of cash and Mm -hmm. those risks that would use a bunch of cash without a guarantee of return. For example, spending money on Facebook ads Mm -hmm. was, is, still is a challenge for me to believe Mm -hmm. that we are going to get a return from this. This is going to be a good investment. That is something that I have had to get a lot of coaching on. Um, Mm -hmm. because I, you know, grew up with this mentality of, um, you know, there's, it's funny given my privilege that I still grew up with the, like, there's not enough mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. This is really common. We see this in women all the time, this scarcity mindset of even when you Mm -hmm. have enough money, this fear that you're, it's going to run out. And I have Mm -hmm. that fear in the business. And I've really had to overcome that uh, because investing in the business is so important, especially at this time when we're, um, growing as quickly as we are, you know, every money we spend in ads is, you know, returns to us six times. And so
1: it's like, so how have you been able to, to overcome that? I mean, what have you done? You talked about your partner as being a really, um, in the business as being really helpful. Mom, what other things like have you done? I know coaching too, to, to be able to kind of not let the scarcity paralyze you. Right.
2: Yeah. It's, um,
1: I would say having a
2: team of people to support me in different ways. So various coaches, Mm -hmm. uh, different um, mindset practices of, you know, meditation and Mm -hmm. uh, mantras that I can repeat of like, there is enough, there is enough. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then coaches who can just walk me through the logic of it too, of like, Mm -hmm. here's your return on ad spend, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Lorianne put it in investment perspectives she was like where else can you get a 60% return on your money you're not getting that in the stock
1: market mm-hmm. like you might as well put this in right yeah. right so, so kind of de-escalating the-, the panic
2: yes absolutely and teaching just learning the concept behind it um helped for me in the
1: way I think as well for some women, it can be difficult, as you can imagine, to ask for what they believe. I'm sorry, ask what they uh, what they believe they deserve. Have you ever found your soft, sensitive side getting in the way of your ability of asking for what you think you deserve? And what advice would you give to women on how to negotiate this?
2: Mm. Yeah, so such a good question. I think what keeps me back from from asking for what I deserve and I think this is what keeps a lot of women back is not actually having a firm sense of what I do deserve um, and that's my own self work to sit and to make those to set it out clearly of like
1: mm-hmm. here's what
2: I deserve and why um, mm-hmm. but not getting clear on that is the first barrier to asking for it
1: and why do you think you're not clear on it Ah. <sighs> I think because, um, uh, oh,
2: that's such a good question. I think probably has to do, this is a much bigger uh, answer, but like, probably has to do with self-worth and just mm-hmm. believing mm-hmm. in my own, um, yeah, worthiness. Capabilities. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Capabilities. mm mm-hmm. Have you ever considered yourself someone who hasn't always fit in? And if oh so, did it ever lead? Oh my gosh! Or did it ever lead to self doubt? <laughs> and what did you do to kind of get over this?
2: Did it ever lead to what was that?
1: Um, self doubt.
2: Mm, any yes. difficulties
1: for you? And if so, how did you get over it? Oh my gosh! I mean,
2: I don't know. I just, just thought it just happened to everyone in
1: middle school
2: and high school. But I definitely went through a period of being. Um, I grew up in Idaho and went to boarding school in Massachusetts and just felt so different from my peers. Um, In in Massachusetts, right? In Massachusetts. And without, you know, that was probably the hardest period of my life so far um, is just that lack of identity of if if other people aren't defining me or they don't understand who I am, who am I? (laughs) Especially Mm at that age Mm -hmm. and what's been what's been how did I get over that I guess you know time and patience Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. learning that I am my self-identity and who I'm becoming evolves evolves with every decision that I make and Mm -hmm. you know now I have a pretty strong self-identity but it's only because of the various choices I've made to get to where I am and the choices that I've made that have been aligned with my values and my purpose in the world um, have helped to further uh, cement my identity rather than those decisions that I
1: made to please other people or because I mm-hmm. thought my parents would approve. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that probably also made it easier to makes it easier to run your own business.
2: Yes. Yeah, it's starting my own business was, uh, I'd say, critical in this self identity path mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. to get to and to get to run the business that is in line with our values. I mean, we were just doing an exercise on writing our purpose and our mission and the values of the organization. And for a startup, the values of an organization are the values of the individuals. And so to get really clear and putting those on paper, uh, yeah, my identity is just becoming crystallized.
1: T- tell us a little bit about your business, Dow Jones, what a little bit about the mission, a little bit about what you're doing. Um, how-
2: yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's it's actually Dow Jones. Dow Jones Sorry. would be really I'm mad good. at us. So
1: <laughs> much Dow Jones. Okay. Yeah. you going to
2: be mad enough as it is. <laughs> so um, yeah. So uh, do you want the backstory of how we started it or more present day? Y-
1: yeah, you can do the backstory. Absolutely
2: okay cool so uh coming out of business school i had there's a slight echo i don't know if you're hearing that no. Uh okay coming out of business school i had friends asking me left and right if they would if i would teach them how to invest and so i started an investment circle in my living room where mm-hmm. i would just teach people you know about stocks and bonds and about the stock market and about diversification and asset allocation and uh, people loved it. And I also learned that there were a lot of missing pieces that women needed before they were actually ready to invest. So mm. things like getting out of debt or building up enough savings to actually invest for the first time. And so I teamed up with Lorianne, who brought the really the, the mindset piece and a new approach to budgeting and um, really understanding how to coach women and how to break things down. So she and I paired up and started Dow Jane's uh, in its current form a year ago. And the, um, the intention was to educate women, give women the financial education they deserve. Uh, you know, a lot of us did not grow up learning how to budget or how to invest or what investing even is. And so we break it down. We break down you know, every step of personal finance into bite-sized pieces and we bring a feminine approach to it so it starts with healing your relationship to money and identifying your money story and what's been holding you back Mm -hmm. and then we build in pleasurable money rituals so ways to check in on your finances each week that doesn't feel like homework it feels like a bubble bath
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: do it in community we have um, almost 700 women in our community at this point and they you know, it was so sweet over the holidays to go check in and everyone's saying like, happy new year. And like, here's my financial mm-hmm. goal for the year. And a oh, real community supportive this community. Really supportive community because money is, it's hard to deal with. This is a lot mm-hmm. of people's like, you know, ghost, skeleton in the closet is like the amount of debt they have or the issues mm-hmm. they've never dealt with. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. to do it in a place where, you know, there's no judgment, there's no shame. When we help women get out of thousands of dollars of credit card debt or student loan Mm -hmm. debt and then get Mm -hmm. them ready to invest so that they have the freedom and the possibility and the choice to do what they really want to do with their lives Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. so very freeing
2: exactly so freeing we're trying to figure out how to involve the word freeing into our purpose statement Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: liberating yeah
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly what has been the most challenging part of opening up your new own business? You know, the, the most challenging thing has actually been how many different
2: things there are to learn mm. in online mm. business as an entrepreneur. I mean, you're literally like when they say you're wearing every hat, it is no joke. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I have learned business <laughs> partner jokes. I've learned like 70,000 new skills this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've done it again. You know, we're bootstrapped, and so we do everything from the web design to the curriculum design to the videos for the advertisements, um, creating the content, coaching the women. It's like you know, it is everything. And the most challenging part is just it feels like I've been drinking from a fire hose of mm-hmm. learning how to calculate our customer acquisition cost and keep that in
1: line with our ads and there's just so much to learn but that's for sure so help help us uh talk to our listeners today in terms of when things are challenging because of course being an entrepreneur is challenging there are lots of ups and downs how do you take care of yourself yeah what do you do to kind of slow things down so you can go back in and do those 70,000 things Mm
2: mm-hmm uh, I take weekends you
1: know, mm-hmm. it's
2: so easy as an entrepreneur to work through the weekend. You know, there's just sure. so much to do. And I really protect my weekends um, and give myself a brain break. And that's when, you know, just this morning after weekend of not working, I had this brilliant partnership idea
1: <laughs> come mm-hmm. to me in
2: bed. And so that's just giving myself that time that I'm you know, not having to get things done Mm feels really important. Um, And then I have a pretty good routine of um, water consumption and exercise and journaling and meditating Mm -hmm. that tries to
1: helps keep me sane. Mm -hmm. Great. Last question. Do you think that your upbringing helps or hurts you to master your mindset for success?
2: Uh, absolutely helps I you know saw my parents do this on their own started they've each started their own businesses and created the freedom in their lives um, to have both success and to have control over how they spend their time and that has been Mm -hmm. such an inspiration for
1: me yeah yeah great Brittany, believe it or not, we're at the end here, but you've been wonderful, and I want to thank you so much for sharing with our listeners your motivation for why you chose to be a female entrepreneur and how you've sort of overcome some of the psychological issues that you encounter during your your inspirational journey. Where can people reach you to learn more about your work? Absolutely.
2: DowJanes.com forward slash training is a free class that we offer. Um, and then if they have any questions, they can email us at hello at dowjanes.com.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Britt.
2: You're so welcome. Thank you for having me.
0: This podcast is brought to you by women entrepreneurs global, the first startup studio and digital DIY startup platform for women. For more information on her guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global. We believe in open and non-stigmatizing dialogue about the hidden psychological difficulties experienced by many successful entrepreneurs and highlighting the strategies used to overcome them such as the fear of failure, of not being good enough, and that loud, chattering internal critic is critical to helping other founders achieve success. Please join her next week for more Mindset for Success stories. That was Dr. Leslie Knutson, and you can drop her a line at dr.leslieknudson at dr.leslieknudson.com.